birthday is Friday. Whose is? Yours. Really? Yes. <laughs> she's not going to admit to anything. No, I guess not. Maybe if she, we said she's going to be a year younger, she'd suddenly remember. <laughs> That's a good point. Welcome to Fading Memories, a supportive podcast for those of us dealing with a loved one with memory loss. Well, do you want to go out and get dessert or something? Or you want me to bring a cake for everybody here? Oh, my goodness. It's January 8th, and that's Mom and I and her friend Diane. I was doing their nails and discussing Mom's upcoming birthday. It was a bit of a challenge to keep positive, knowing that just recently, Mom knew exactly when her birthday was. A family friend had inquired about a lovely orchid Mom had in her room, and he asked her if she had gotten it for her birthday. She said, no, my birthday is January 12th. All of us face obstacles when caring for our loved ones. Our feelings may swing from guilt and frustration one minute to acceptance and understanding the next. Finding ways to connect with them goes a long way to making our interactions and caregiving more pleasant. Opportunities to connect, even if only for a brief moment, can lighten the load of our caregiving give us some joy or even a sense of peace. It helps me to remember that there will be good days and bad. We all have them, days we're upbeat and excited about life, and days we wish the world would just go away. Memory loss doesn't change that, it just makes it very difficult to communicate those feelings. Some of the things I've learned over the years while dealing with my mom are these. Avoid distractions and noisy places. Dad always liked to go out to eat when I visited, but even a slightly noisy restaurant would cause mom to complain repeatedly about the noise level, which of course made the visit less pleasant and more frustrating than it had to be. By limiting the noise and distractions, mom is able to give all her mental energy to our conversations, which makes them much more enjoyable for both of us. I've also found that spreading out the visitors instead of going in a group can be a lot easier on everyone involved. If you're going to take your family to visit, it might be best to go earlier in the day when your loved one has the best chance of handling all the various interactions. It helps to speak clearly and naturally, maybe even slow down a bit. Sometimes when my mom gets confused about something, I take a breath and repeat what I just said slower and maybe with a little more emphasis on my pronunciation. We're all so busy these days that we tend to rush when we speak, which can be a challenge for any of us, memory issues or not. Slowing down helps everyone to not become frustrated. Frustration can easily turn into a negative tone of voice or sound condescending, which is a recipe for turning your visit or interaction into something negative or unpleasant. It can even spark challenging behavior in your loved one. Not getting frustrated is one of the biggest challenges we'll face when caring for our relative, but it's important to minimize this very natural feeling. I used to visit mom once a week for two and a half to three hours, but found myself getting stressed and frustrated because it was hard to stop thinking about all of the other responsibilities I had to deal with. This came to a head for me during a visit when I'd been with my mom for nearly two and a half hours. After returning from a quick trip to the restroom, mom greeted me with, Oh, hi, what are you doing here? It took all my mental energy not to lose it. My mind was immediately flooded with all of the work, chores, etc., waiting for me at home. Well, you may get suddenly busy with a very rich client and have to do what you got to do. I questioned why I even bothered if a two-minute trip to the bathroom erased the previous two-and-a-half-hour visit. Fortunately, that day, we were close to their dinner time, so after another 20 minutes or so, I escorted Mom to the dining room, then beat a hasty retreat for the parking lot. I sat in my car, trying to justify my weekly visits, which at the moment seemed like a complete waste of my time. I knew they weren't, but I was having a hard time remembering why. 
It took time, but I've learned that even a visit of an hour can be a positive experience if our interactions are fun and enjoyable. On her birthday, I was there for just over an hour. I had lunch with all the residents, led them in a chorus of happy birthday, then cut and served the cake I had made. It was a very nice visit, maybe a little sticky from the frosting, and I barely felt guilty when I told Mom I'd have to be going. Mom always gets a little sad and anxious when I'm about to leave, but I've learned how to handle this because of some great advice we got when we moved her into the memory community. This advice applies to anyone who has a significant memory loss. The advice was not to invite Mom to our reality. My mom doesn't remember two minutes ago, so explaining that you have to go back to work, kids to pick up, or you just want to go home and binge watch something on Netflix doesn't matter. All she knows is I'm leaving. I give her a hug, and I tell her I'll be back tomorrow. It took a while to not feel terrible about lying to her, but I was frequently reminded to, quote, not invite her to our reality. When I tell mom I'll be back tomorrow, she gets happy again, doesn't seem anxious, and it makes it easier for me to leave. When my grandmother was alive, she would sometimes randomly get upset that Grandpa had left her because she had forgotten that he had died. Whenever she was reminded that he was gone, it was like hearing the bad news for the first time because for her it was the first time. I didn't want to have to relive the same scenario with my mom, so I was greatly relieved to be told about not inviting to her to our reality. Whenever my mom asks about my dad, we tell her he's at a rotary meeting or out to lunch with his friends. I'm always amused that these answers work because she hasn't seen him in nearly a year, so you'd think at some point she'd realize that, but she hasn't. On Christmas Eve, I had to come up with an entirely new answer when Mom asked, Where's my husband? Obviously, Dad would have been with us, not at a meeting or with friends. I've become quite good at creating a reality that keeps her happy, so I was able to come up with an answer that kept her emotions on an even keel. We told her he wasn't feeling well, something that could have easily been true, and that he had stayed home. She didn't ask a second time, and we had a great evening. I sometimes think... Somewhere in her mind, she knows he's gone because they were together for more than 55 years, so that memory would be painful. Fading Memories is sponsored by Delta Ranches and Homes Property Management. We chose Delta Ranches and Homes to manage mom's home for a lot of reasons. You start with a company who can market your property to over 100 different rental websites. They use sound market data to price your rental correctly, and they have a fully integrated online leasing system that takes you from application to screening services and finally lease documents. Their contracts are designed to protect you, and tenants are insured to protect your property. You have access to property and tenant information 24-7 through the handy owner portal. Tenants can pay online, giving you faster access to your money. They can also set up payment reminders or even automatic payment debits. Delta Ranches and Homes has online maintenance requests or their 24-7 maintenance hotline. You know stuff only breaks on the weekend and that hotline comes in handy. The best part? Tenants can view and pay their bill from anywhere as long as they have a device with an internet connection. No more late payment excuses. When it's time to move your loved one out of their home, call Delta Ranches and Homes Property Management and let them handle getting you a rental income quickly. Delta Ranches and Homes, 925-550-8479. I brought pictures from when Jeanette and I were little. I thought you could, well, and actually, what? <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Do you recognize these people? Who's this? Let me look. Want glasses? They probably should have my glasses on. Here. You can steal mine. So who's this guy? That's my dad. Is that your dad? I think so. I think so too. 
That must mean this one's his mom. I think so, yeah. And would that be his dad? Probably. Because it looks like what Grandpa looked like when he was older. So is that Stephen, maybe? No, because there's St- St- Rick and Stephen weren't that um, far apart in birth. It's probably helpful to know that Rick and Stephen are my mom's younger brothers. Well, if this is Grandpa and your grandmother and grandfather, your, that's but that must be one of you kids, and it's not you. Yeah, it's, it's her. <laughs> no, because that that kid's got blonde hair, so yeah. it has to be Stephen. Could have been Stephen. Could be Stephen. I don't know. Oh. That's a nice picture. If you listen carefully, Mom is most likely parroting what I've said to her. I think she did recognize the people in the photo to some degree, but I don't think she was sure about what she was remembering, so she looked to me for clues. I thought it was pretty funny when Lola told me the baby in the photograph was my mom. It's these kind of funny interactions that make visits more pleasant. Does your loved one have trouble communicating, or do they have a hard time finding the words or remembering names in recent events? I know my mom does. Nothing is more difficult, especially in a close-knit relationship, than seeing big changes in their memory and not being able to communicate the way you used to. Unfortunately, the only solution is to find new ways to connect. You can create something of a new language with them and maybe restore some of the harmony you used to have, even with someone in the later stages of the disease. There is nothing more encouraging and rewarding than creating a personal connection and seeing a shine in their eyes or a smile on their face and maybe even a feeling of recognition from our efforts to connect. Your loved one is still the wonderful person you have always loved, but now they're affected by a disease that damages the brain and they need even more love and understanding than they did before. It is the disease that has them forgetting things, so if you can meet them in their reality and go with the flow, you are doing both of you a huge favor. Sometimes, the memory loss causes our loved ones to withdraw from activities. I know that's the case with my mom. Doing our best to maintain our relationship to them and engaging them in things that interest them reduces the effects of the severe memory impairment, which can lead to a better quality of life, and we know we all want that. I have found that manicures and sweet treats make the ladies feel cared for and pampered. It also gives me something to do, so my time with mom isn't quite as boring. Plus, a lot of the ladies need their nails trimmed, so it helps out everyone that I do manicures for a handful of them. Making them feel pampered fosters an emotional connection, which is important for everyone's mental health. It also reduces anxiety that Alzheimer's can bring. It's important to create meaningful activities, not just ones that fill time. Consider what they enjoyed doing in their past and modify some of them for their current state. Mom always was a creative person, so I've tried to do crafts with her, but it hasn't always been super successful. So I'm still looking for things to do with her, and I bet you are too. While each person with memory loss is different, finding something they really enjoy is a goldmine of emotional well-being for both of you. One of the residents in mom's community loves to play catch, so I've suggested that my nephew play ball with him when my sister and niece are visiting with mom and the ladies. Some suggestions I've run across from the AARP seem like a good place to start. Even if I don't think some of these ideas are up to mom's alley, I may try them anyway because you never know. Anything enjoyable for her is better than sitting around telling her over and over what I've been up to. 
the AARP suggests the following activities. Sing songs or play music. Do arts and crafts such as painting or knitting. Keep tools and patterns simple. I don't know how to knit and neither does my mom, so that's probably not something we'll try. Organize household or office items, particularly if the person used to take pleasure in organizational tasks. Some family members have said that having their loved ones match socks or fold towels keeps them active and can actually help out a bit with chores. Can't beat that. Other suggested activities that are also helpful is to have them clean around the house, sweep the patio, wipe the table, or maybe even vacuum. Anything that helps the person to get a sense of accomplishment. Many dementia patients enjoy tending the garden or visiting a botanical garden nearby. You can read them the newspaper or books they used to enjoy. Since mom doesn't have a lot of short-term focus, I found that funny short stories are great and all of the ladies seem to really enjoy them. Cook or bake simple recipes together. Work on a puzzle or watch family videos together. Even random funny videos can be enjoyable. I know the caregivers that were with my parents when dad was on hospice did this a lot. It helped mom relax. If your loved one resists an activity, just take a break or ask them how to make it more enjoyable for them. In the earlier stages of the disease, this will be easier. I have to navigate what I think mom can do and what she would like with the reality that she has trouble with basic things like coloring, but sometimes she does enjoy the activities, so I always suggest we join in and see what she says. Remember to focus on the enjoyment of doing an activity, not the outcome. What matters is that your loved one enjoyed the time spent on it and felt useful. MBK Senior Communities is dedicated to being the preferred senior living provider in the markets they serve. They create warm, inviting living spaces in desirable locations. They offer a variety of services and programs to enrich the lives of residents and their families. And by getting to know their residents, their personal preferences, and their individual needs, MBK Senior Communities can better contribute to their well-being and provide care that's right for them. They are committed to enhancing independence and quality of life, serving others the way they prefer to be treated, and providing care that is delivered with integrity, dignity, and compassion. Currently serving the Western United States, but expanding. Why not contact your local community for a tour and see for yourself why most of their residents say they felt at home from their very first visit? You can get more information by visiting their website at mbkseniorliving.com or call 949-242-1400. Oh, that's me too, I think. It is? Yeah. And was that when Dad was in the Marines? Yeah. Okay. So who's, who's, what baby, who's, who is this? Which baby is that? Oh, dear God. Is you and Dad and who? You. Yeah. Yay, a small (laughs) victory for long-term memory. I can't believe it. Me neither. (laughs) I was never that small. Look at this reddish hair. When did I have strawberry red hair? Beats me. This is one of my favorite pictures, holding the puppy. Yeah. That puppy's almost as big as me. I I I actually remember that one. Do you? Yeah. Do you know why I'm sitting next to the garbage cans? In the garbage cans in the background. <laughs> well, Do you, what was good? Somebody had to had to.
clean up, I know. That's probably true. Probably cleaning up after puppies. <laughs> um, look at this. You, look at this. Yeah, that was probably our first or our second Christmas, technically. Our first oh. Christmas, I wasn't very old. This one where I'm holding the puppy. Do you remember which litter of puppies that was? Was that Tinkers or Trina's or? It's probably Tinka. Tinkers. Tinkers. But I'm not positive. It's been a while. Yeah. <laughs> Wouldn't kid me, would you? No. <laughs> Who's that? Your husband. No. <laughs> Your brother. No, I don't have a brother. And memory confusion reigns again. Well, then who Isn't is Isn't that it? Grandpa Charles? Oh, God, it's been so long since I've seen him, I don't yeah, know. He's been gone for 20 years. Yeah. It wasn't completely surprising that Mom didn't recognize her father-in-law. He's been gone for just a bit over 20 years, and I'm sure she hasn't seen many photos of him in that time. I'm sure my dad talked about him some, but nothing that would stick in her long-term memory. I did think it was interesting that she grappled with trying to figure out who he was. Suggesting he was a non-existent brother was pretty interesting. I kept my sense of humor throughout all of the trials and errors of trying to remember who the people in the photographs were. It was pretty funny, and I was able to see the humor because I didn't take her lack of recognition of me, my sister, or our dad personally. That's a tip I read recently, Q-tip or quit taking it personally. When I listen to this conversation now, I get a real sense of happiness because mom was happy. Activities are about the shared experience and being engaged. Keep it simple, and everyone should have a pretty good time. Some activity suggestions for people like my mom who were creative in their earlier lives are card making or flower arranging. I'm thinking about working on a new door wreath with her instead of making one and taking it to her. That will use my time better, and I'm sure mom would love it as long as I make it easy. That's a task I'll have to think about for a while. Joy-filled activities that bring smiles and laughter are good for all involved. Stirring memories, even if the details aren't quite right, foster emotional connections, which is really important in Alzheimer's patients. Making them feel more engaged in life helps us to connect with them in a more meaningful way. We know eventually these connections will be even more difficult to create, so learning how to connect as early in the stages of memory loss as possible will help us to help them. Another suggestion I read recently is to have your loved one lead mealtime prayers. This is especially important for folks whose spirituality is a large part of their lives. Many care communities get busy with the task of getting everyone's meal served, so mealtime prayers frequently get lost in the daily shuffle. I may suggest this to the care staff or other family members where mom lives. At the very least, I think it could help most of the residents focus on what's about to happen. I've seen some of them get pretty anxious waiting for their meal, so it seems logical that a brief moment where someone leads them in a familiar prayer might be a blessing to the busy care staff. Look at, I love this one. Look at that smile. Yeah. You remember this, this pedal car? It was gold? Oh, just not really. No? It's been, it's been a lot of years. Just a few. <laughs> You're right. Just two or three. That was my first car, right? Yeah, that looks familiar. And then I remember this, quote, trying on this outfit. I know it's hard to see. It's not yeah. the best picture. I laid the outfit on the floor and laid on it to see if it fit. I'm not sure that was the best way to do that. No. That's you. Yeah, I was going to say, that's me. Jeanette? No, Jeanette didn't have blonde hair. Who is it? Me. Oh, you. 
I think we're still on the me theme here. This is one of my, these are one of my favorite pictures. Baking with you. I don't even recognize myself. Well, you're not in any of these. Well, not in it. I know, but I'm not in any of them. So what a... Now, who's that? You know who that is. I do? Yeah, who is this? I don't know. It's Dad. Is it really? Yeah. Oh, my God. It's been so many years. Yeah, I must be about two. So that's been like 49 years ago. Holy cow. <laughs> Somewhere online. Oh, what are we doing here? I don't know. You're picking up something. It's the jack for the balance the trailer. Did we do a lot of camping when Jeanette and I were little? I guess so. I don't... Re I don't... I mean, I can't really recognize it, but that's probably right. At this point in the visit, I was beginning to wonder if Mom was really enjoying looking at the photo album or not. She seemed to be getting quite frustrated that she didn't recognize anyone, and that had me a bit concerned. I brought it along because I was beginning to suspect that her long-term memory had been affected as well as her short-term memory, and this kind of confirmed it. And then, do you remember, you know where this place is? Mm, no. Is that Bryce Canyon? No, I would have never guessed that. Well, it looks like the Grand Canyon, but I think yeah. it's Bryce Canyon. Okay. So is that Dad and I looking at the canyon? Could be, yeah. At this point, I was beginning to wonder if looking at the photo album was enjoyable because realizing that my mom didn't recognize a major national monument was really kind of disturbing and made me quite sad. And how about this picture? No idea who that That's is. That's me. This whole page is me. <laughs> Both these pages are me. There's one with Dad and one with you. Maybe it was the time of day. It was getting later in the afternoon, and my mom is somewhat affected by sundowners, but her not recognizing any of the pictures of me, her oldest daughter, was definitely a challenge. It's either Rickery or Richard or Stephen. No, it's, it's Dad. It's Dad? Yeah. I think Rick and Steven were pretty young and when I was this age. I must be yeah. five in this picture because I had my glasses. Ah. Okay. That must be coming up somewhere in here. Oops. Not, oh, there we go. Who's this? It's my mother-in-law. Yeah. She wasn't, I think she was younger. Let me think. Um, she was like almost the age I am right now. Ah. She was 49 when I was born and that was... Four years later. Yeah, so she's the same age John is now. 53. Now, you know what? She's almost 100. Who were the two? Who was this? Who had those silly glasses for a while? Me. No. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, you do. Isn't that me? Is that you? Yes, that's me. You might do better without the glasses on. <laughs> I'm not sure you're close enough. <laughs> Who's this? That's even harder because it's such a little one. Well, would Nana be holding me and some stranger's baby? No, probably not. So if it's me, then then must be who? I don't know. Me? How about Jeanette? Jeanette? No. Okay. Yes, yeah, Jeanette. Oh, look at this. Okay. It says this hat says Happy New Year. So this must be 1972, because she's still pretty little. 
I can honestly tell you, at this point in the visit, I was trying to figure out how to put the photo album away. Not remembering me or my younger sister was definitely a challenge to finding the humor or enjoyment, and I didn't want my mom getting upset because of her lack of memory. Since putting it away would seem abrupt, I pushed on, and we did have a few more light-hearted moments. Yeah, isn't that Jeanette? And me and my little foam yeah. roller curlers? Yeah. So now we got more of me and Jeanette. Oh, uh, these are precious. It's at this point in our visit that I'm definitely deciding that perhaps it'd be better if I brought her old yearbooks or even older family photos to look at. Look at who's these two kids with Santa. You had one blonde kid and one brunette kid. I don't know. You don't know who your kids are? Yes, you do. Isn't that me? And Jeanette? Okay. You see what she's got in her mouth? What has she got in her mouth? Easter candy. <laughs> Remember we'd go hunting Easter eggs and stuff, and she'd yeah. stick all the candy in her face. See, Lola, my sister used to put candy in her face instead of her Easter basket. Oh, how cute. I love that. That's cute. That expression. I think here she's enjoying the reminiscing, even if she doesn't truly recognize which kid is which in the photographs. Reminiscing is good. It stimulates the brain. It gives them a sense of pleasure, even if the details are not correct or they have to guess at who's in the photo. It was still enjoyable to a point, but I was getting a little frustrated because I kept having to remind her out of her two children, the blonde one was me and the brunette one was my sister. Kind of a funny joke, but not always. Isn't that Jeanette? This guy? Oh, no, I thought you were poking him. No, that's not... I thought we were poking here. No, that's not Jeanette either. <laughs> no, I... Which one of your kids has blonde, has blonde hair? <laughs> you have one kid with blonde hair, one kid with brown hair. <laughs> it should be easy to tell us apart. Who has the blonde hair that's your kid? <laughs> Must be you. Oh, I guess so. You sure? You sure it's not brown? I honestly wasn't sure how I was keeping the humor at this point. I can tell you, I was definitely trying to figure out how I would remind her of who was in what photographs in pictures that predated my birth. I was also trying to figure out what other activities we could do that wouldn't require me to continually remind my mom that I have the blonde hair and my sister has the brunette hair. It's been that way since she was born, my sister that is, and hasn't changed in 46 years. Who is this kid? It's hard to tell. I don't know. On the back. I know who it is. It's the blonde daughter. Which one's the blonde daughter? <laughs> She's messing with me again. Jeanette. No. Jennifer. Which one is Jennifer? Me? <laughs> She's messing with me, Lola. She's totally messing with me. That was the best way to get through the rest of the afternoon, just to assume that she was messing with me. It's entirely possible. Mom always was a bit of a prankster, but it was getting a bit old having to remind her that the blonde person in front of her, who is her daughter, was the blonde baby in the pictures, not the brunette child, not the brunette sister, just me. I think including the other residents in the quote-unquote joke actually made everybody have a really good afternoon. So I went with the flow, 
and kept my sense of humor. I will definitely be searching out other activities that mom and I can enjoy together so that I don't have to keep reminding her that I'm the blonde daughter, my sister is the brunette daughter. Mm. Senility has set in. So in my ongoing effort to find ways to connect with my mom, ways to make our time together more enjoyable, I push on looking for activities we can enjoy together. In my hometown, there is a multi-generational day school, and they had a Celebrate Seniors Lunch and Activity Afternoon planned, so Mom and I went. I'll be interviewing their director in an upcoming episode, but I can honestly say I learned a couple things about connecting with Mom. I think getting her out of her normal environment made it easier for her to willingly participate in activities that were pretty similar to what they have at the memory community. We played cornhole together, and she won! I think it might be fun to have cornhole available for both the assisted living community and the memory care community, so I'm going to suggest they look into it. Aiming and tossing the beanbag is a good physical and mental exercise, and heck, it's fun. Plus, you don't have to be super physically able to do it. I'm definitely going to strongly suggest that the care staff not ask if mom wants to participate in an activity, but invite her to join in and see if they can get a little more action out of her. Most of the time, she's sitting around chatting with her friends, which is good, much better than when she was isolated in her home with my dad, but I feel pretty strongly that participating in activities more often, which for her wouldn't be hard since her participation rate's pretty low, would give her a better quality of life, more enjoyment, and it'd definitely be better for her brain. Getting your loved one out of their home, interacting with friends and other family, and enjoying simple activities outside the house are good ideas to keep them mentally stimulated and giving them a better quality of life. In future episodes, I'll update you on how the wreath making went, how much she remembered the details of much older family photos, and any other useful tidbits I run across on how to make more meaningful connections with our loved ones with memory loss. Until then, thanks for listening to Fading Memories, and if you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and rate us wherever you enjoy getting your podcasts from. Giving us a four or five star rating helps others to find us, and sharing our caregiving tips is vital to a happy, healthful outcome for all of us.